Live with CDP Sports Talk, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. Live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and TuneIn. Now, here's your host, Chris Palme. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 37, Overall 367 of Live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Automall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210, or email them at info at barrycullen.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is on weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM in Noonan, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And uh, I want to say thank you to Ryan O'Neill for putting my show on his station over one year ago. Where has the time go? So again, live with CDP Sports Talk, weeknights from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM. I hope everyone's doing well on this Friday, February 9th, 2024. I am doing okay. I picked up a little bit of a cold, but otherwise uh, I'm doing really well, and I'm looking forward to my guests today. Uh, both of the... Both of my guests have been on my show before. Uh, the first guest's name is Nino Chimino, and the other one's uh, Chris Spinelli. They're friends of mine, and the uh, just coming off a couple new movies, and we're going to bring them on right now, uh, Nino and Chris. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Hello. Hey, Chris. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are things in Southern California right now? Well, a little more dry today. Yeah. The past couple days, we had a lot of rain a few days ago, which led to some flooding in some areas and potholes on the freeways and everything. It's just one of those situations that in Southern California, you can still have a winter. Yeah. Hopefully it warms up this weekend, though. Hopefully we get a little more sun. Right now, we're, we're at a record high. We're almost at 60 degrees, which is a record for here wow. this time of the year. Usually it's, about minus, usually, it's about minus 5, minus 10. So we've had a very mild winter here for sure. That's like shorts weather then for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Actually, I could wear shorts today, but uh, but by Monday, we're supposed to go back to the minus temperature. Oh, so, there you go. So, enjoy, so, enjoy the weekend then. Take it while you can. Absolutely. But uh, I want to say thank you guys for both coming on. Uh, Nino, I know you were on my show last in March. And yeah. Chris, you were on my show in September of 2022. So it's been over a year. Uh, yeah. yeah. Always a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for having us. And I wanted to say, you know, I think I can speak for Chris too. We're just really proud of, you know, you're doing great out there. You're building your, your content, your followers. And yeah. You know, really happy to see one of our friends doing as well as you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're really killing it right now. Yeah, you're cranking out a lot of shows. I, I, I follow you on TikTok and, and some of your other feeds. And it looks like you have, like, a show coming out, like, every day. It seems like. Yeah. So good job. That's good, man. Congrats. Just keep doing it, man. You're doing great. That's great to see. Well, well thank you. Um, I'm kind of hard on myself, but uh, I appreciate the comments. And what I've been doing, Chris and Nino, uh, during Christmas was learning how to edit video. 
So now I can take my shows and put them into 20 second clips or one minute clips because now our days, our society has very short attention spans. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Good, good. That's good for TikTok or, you know, any reels that go through your feeds. Yeah. All that 20 seconds. Definitely. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I use social media for my, uh, my show. It's it, like I said, social media has its negatives, but mm-hmm. if you use it the right way, it can be a great tool. Yeah, totally. It can be. And I always tell people to, it's like we're our own publicist now that, you know, you get stuff mm-hmm. on Instagram, TikTok, you know, X or Twitter now yeah. or X now, but, um, you know, we can just crank our content out there and hashtag as much as we want. You know, I think it's funny, um, a few years back, George Lucas, everyone knows, you know, he did Star Wars. He said it was a lot harder when he was going to film school because you had to get film, you had to get equipment, and then you make your movie, and then you have to find a distributor. But he said now you literally can make a movie on your iPhone, and you can put it out on YouTube, and, you know, it's like light years ahead. He was saying this is from one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. (laughs) It's kind of true, though, if you think about it, you know. Absolutely. And I do a lot of my work on my smartphone and my mm-hmm. laptop and I have my own equipment and uh, I have a friend out in Albany, uh, New York, which is not far from uh, New York City. She mm-hmm. uh, her name's Marissa and she has her own radio show, six of them, and she does them from her basement in her home. Yeah, nice. That's yeah. a good thing. And and because of that's bring up the pandemic because of that, that opened up the door for Zoom and yeah. a lot of people doing their own podcasts and you know, a lot, a lot of, of places they work from home two days a week, three days a week. You know, it's it's amazing how it all took off. I have to admit, I like it. I don't miss the corporate world. I kind of <laughs> self-employed. Honestly, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> more power to you totally, to be out of it. Totally. It's not an easy road, but this is something I have a passion for. Just like you guys have passions for making movies. And hey, yeah. speaking of that, I wanted to bring you guys on about your uh, latest two movies, The DeMarco Crew and Crack Back at the Hood. And I yeah. uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on those movies, guys. Well, uh, I'll start first. I'll take DeMarco Crew was, uh, Chris knows this, that was a script that I wrote maybe the first draft back in 2016. And I had I never got around to making it. And then when I started getting mixed up with Chris and Gregory Hatanaka and Nicole D'Angelo and all the producers, I had the script. I was like, hey, I got a heist movie. It's kind of like Ocean's Eleven. Kind of. It's a tribute to the Sinatra Rat Pack movies. A little nod to the Clooney ones, too. And finally, after a couple of years, uh, Greg, the director, finally said, okay, let's make it. So that was, of all the scripts I made, that one was probably took me the longest to finally go from writing it to getting it made. So that's kind of a, a special one for me for that reason. I noticed your character in that movie also mentioned Elvis Presley. And I remember, <laughs> I remember that from when you came on my show and yeah. about how yeah. much you love Elvis Presley. <laughs> yeah. Life imitates art. And we were laughing because of all our films we've done, you know, we've done mafia movies. I'm not in the mafia. Are you in the yeah, mafia? Not, not, that, not, not anymore, at least. Uh, Westerns, uh, cop movies, you know, these kinds of things. Different genres. This, yeah. this one, DeMarco Crew, all the characters, I kind of wrote it tailor-made for Chris's character, for, you know, my friend uh, Jay Alvarez and so on. Yeah. So this is the first movie where our, our group, our, we're basically playing ourselves in this movie. We're all kind of yeah. playing ourselves yeah we are yeah we are, you know the closest <laughs> for better or for worse right, you know? right exactly but that's what you get with the market yeah. what was the process like trying to get uh, uh, a studio for some of the scenes in this movie as well 
Yeah, well, sure. So I'm since I'm part of production, that's one of my jobs to do is, you know, I help scout and uh, Nino does as well. But then we'll, we have a couple studios, local studios in L.A. that we use um, that I, I'll, I'll contact um, Envision 8 in Burbank, California, near the airport, actually. Um, we use that studio a lot and we use it for this movie. Marshall, yeah. um, and then Villa Serena, we did a day. which is in Sunland, uh, just up north of, of Burbank in L.A., um, we use that studio too. So what I'll do is I'll just, um, for something like Villa Serena, I'll contact the, the owner and we'll see what dates are open, what are available. Hey, I'll say, hey, we want to shoot this Wednesday and, or, and Thursday. And if it's open, then we'll book it. And then we'll, we'll have the, you know, that studio for the entire day, usually for right. like 12 hours at least. What I liked for the DeMarco crew, because, you know, we shoot these movies in like four or five days, but we, we, every day was a different location because we filmed downtown one day at the Hungarian Center. Mm -hmm. We filmed at a house one day. Remember, we yeah. had a house yeah. on two days at Navision 8 and one yeah. day at Villa Serena. So it was really cool. Every day was like a different set that we got to work at. So we got to mix it up a little bit. Wow. And the average days on set are what, 10 to 12 hours? Well, 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 12 hours. 12 yeah. at the most, usually. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how long we have the space for. We'll take a lunch break at the six hour mark. And then yeah, we got to be out by the 12 hour mark. How was it? I'm going to reward this question, yeah. guys. Um, what was the process like in finding the cast? Or did you already know who you wanted in mind ahead of time for this movie? Yeah, well, the thing is, we work basically with the same core group of, of actors and production people. So I, I know for Nino, when he was casting DeMarco Kruger, when or finally when mm -hmm. you were going to yeah. make it, even though he had already written the script, the people that we work with, it was easy for him to place us yeah. you know, in, into those characters. And then you go back and you kind of tailor it. Like I said, I wrote for Chris Spinelli, you know, it was basically his personality, one of my closest friends as we are in real life, you know, at least we tell people we are. Yeah, we tell, it's all, it's all, <laughs> it's, for, it's all fake, but it's all, <laughs> you know, and then my friend Jay Alvarez played, uh, the, uh, Rico, he's Puerto Rican in real life. So it was perfect everyone. There was Tommy, the Italian American, yeah. that was Louis DeStefano. <laughs> Even yeah, he was Nicole great, yeah. D'Angelo played the lead girl. We never, Nicole always played supporting parts of my films, but she never played a lead with me. And, but whenever we acted together, we always had good uh, chemistry on screen. So I said, you know, this would be, this is a fun little movie we could do, uh, right. use our chemistry because we're kind of at odds in the movie a little bit. So, you know, uh, like she slaps me and stuff like that. So kind of true to life a little bit, yeah. in a good way, in a good way. She, she wasn't really acting when she slapped No, no, me. I told her to. I said, you know what, just don't hit my nose, but go. you can really slap me. Go ahead. Don't, don't damage the goods. Yeah, don't go for the nose. But so everyone, we kind of tailored it to everyone's personality. Linda Wong played a great part in that. She Shane great Ryan Reed. Yes. You know, everyone kind of went in yeah. and knocked out their part. It, it was one of those movies where, and when I was younger growing up, what attracted me to, to movies, maybe I didn't know I, I wanted to be an actor, but I love movies with large ensembles, you know, with the large cast. I always example like the Cannonball Run or yeah. you can go any those comedies. Or the Rat where, Pack movies. Yeah, too, right. Yeah. And you have a lot of characters, but each role is significant to the story. And, you know, plays a big part in it. And so if you watch a lot of our other movies that we've made, whether it's Nino movies or some of our other filmmakers, we do have a lot of the same actors in it. And for something like DeMarco Crew or a lot of our other movies, maybe for like the smaller roles, maybe we'll have to 
cast people outside or maybe there are more roles out maybe people that we don't work with all the time but we know well enough to bring them in and mm -hmm. do those other roles too the, the mm -hmm. smaller roles or some stunt stuff whatever yeah, we need totally. to do totally i guess it makes it easier to work with a crew when you know them as well and especially the, in terms of developing uh chemistry as well one thing i wanted to ask you nino as well yeah. is um obviously you have a script but if an actor or an actress comes up to you and say, hey, can we change this? Are you, how, how's that process go? With yeah, I'm totally for that. Usually with with um, our yeah. movies, we rehearse mm -hmm. at least a couple times before, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. run, you know, yeah. so, you know, I'm, my style of acting, I stick to the script, but I improvise on the spot as well. I'm very big into improvisation. That's kind of the acting school that I went to. Yeah. And so if other people have ideas, I'm like, go ahead. I wrote it. I'm giving you full reign. Say what you want to say. And I think that's when some nice uh, moments yeah. happen, yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Nino made all great points there because some filmmakers or, or writers, depending on the script, you have to be – some dialogue you have to be precise mm -hmm. with. You have mm -hmm. to say how it's written. But Nino writes in such a way where it's very natural. And it's how people speak. And But then – it's also the flexibility of we can add a line or take, we don't have to say it exactly the right way as long as we're doing what needs to be said in the scene yeah, for, yeah. for the story. But then, yeah, sometimes the best moments with actors is when you're in the moment shooting something, some of the best stuff can come out that was not scripted at all, but it's just yeah. natural. It's coming from the gut. Totally, totally. Now, also uh, with the editing, or who's in charge of editing this movie? And did you end up having to take some stuff out of the movie or add? Well, well, I, if it's anything, I work so close with Gregory Hatanaka that if it's something that I wrote and produced, I work with the editor. I give notes and everything. Even Greg directs the movie, but I give the notes and I work with the editor. And then when we have it to where we think it's passable, we'll give it to Greg to kind of do his own final assembly on it. And he'll, you know, really fix it up nice. So it's, it's me, uh, our editor and Gregory who kind of work together. Absolutely. How long have you known Gregory for now? Well, it goes back. I sold my first film I ever made, American Mobster Part 1, which is called uh, American Mobster Miami Shakedown with Frank Stallone and Robert Miano. Um, and I believe we sold it in 2012. And um, we that's when we met and kind of lost contact a little bit. And then I reached out to him over the pandemic. And we were just, I mentioned it, we were talking and I was like, well, would you like to do maybe another American mobster movie? Because the first one, I had made it on my own and Greg distributed it. But this one, he said he never made a mafia movie before with him directing. So it worked that way. And we're coming up. It's been, a, it's been three years. Almost three years. Since I met Chris. Yeah. the first lunch meeting that, we had. It was really? Week, and then we're coming up yeah. three years. Yeah. That me and Chris first met. We had uh, Cheesecake Factory. It, exactly. So that's when, um, and to go i'll, I'll yeah, get go back ahead, up ahead. to speed on that one so i've known greg for over 20 years now but kind of the same thing with nino i never worked with greg back then i knew him just from other circles and stuff kind of always kept in touch and there was like maybe sometimes like five years would go by not no, no contact then i was in touch with him enough that about five years ago is when greg decided he wanted to get back into directing again and that's when he brought me on and in the first movie we did together uh before nino came back aboard was called choke and um, um, uh, Shane Ryan Reed was the lead in that, um, and Sarah Bryan, which was really good. And then that kind of snowballed. And then ever since then, we haven't really looked back. And then it was that then, like three when you were saying ago, three years yeah. ago, when we were gonna—that's when I met Nino. When you know we were gonna make a American Mobster 
retribution. Yeah. yeah. And I was the lawyer in it. It was, was lovely. Like, <laughs> it was. It was. Well, we haven't looked back since now. This is the welcome to our home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He picked out the furniture. Yeah. I, I, I decorated, you know, but, you know, now, yeah. now, now the yeah. rest is history. By the way, dinner was great last night, honey. Oh, yeah. yeah well, yeah. You're welcome, <laughs> sweetie. You're welcome. <laughs> But Chris um, is like, well, that's all the time. <laughs> that's right. Bye, everybody. The cat's out of the bag. No, because <laughs> no, I've learned how to, like, I prepare questions for you guys, but I've also sure. learned how to ab lib and ask other questions sure. as well. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys, Nino and Chris, people think, ah, as long as you have money, uh, making a movie is easy, but there's a lot of process and a lot of work into getting yeah. a movie produced and distributed. And can you just explain to us a little bit about that? Go ahead, Mr. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let my lawyer uh, answer yeah, this one. Exactly. Yes. Uh, this is on the record, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so working with with Greg, fortunately, we have a, a system in place where Greg was always a, more of a distributor for a, a number of years. Uh, his company, Cinema Epoch, and you know, just like what Nino was saying, he distributed Nino's first movie or the first American mobster mm -hmm. movie. And I and Greg has always had the business side of it, so he always had the business plan and all of that. In terms of like budgets and stuff, you know, in, we, we aren't making independent movies at low budget. And so we found a system where, you know, it still costs money, of course, to rent the studios. And um, Greg, you know, we had to buy a lot of equipment, the camera, the lighting, all that stuff. Um, but we found a system where as long as we write scripts that kind of tailor to where we shoot, mm -hmm. we make it as simple as possible, like no huge explosions and car chases, or we could add certain things in post-production, of course. And we just have this well-oiled system where, and that's part of the reason why to go back, we work with the same core of people in front and behind yeah. the camera because people understand the pacing. If we're making a movie for three to four days at the most, yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing at least 20 to 25 pages a day mm -hmm. out of the script. And our scripts are maybe average, maybe between, let's just say 60 and 70, 80, 60 70, pages, 70 yeah, yeah. pages long. So, But we're still making full-length movies that are over an hour long. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just found the system where we can just find to make these movies as inexpensively as possible. And then with the streaming world that's opened up, especially since after the pandemic, it's not like, you know, the money is, you know, the more work content we put out there, the more increases the chances that to bring yeah. some money in kind of thing. So that's the way, but you can make a movie with, you know, very low budgets for, you know, little to no money. And, you know, people, a lot of people might do like, Go fund me on Facebook, and, you know, mm -hmm. to make their movies and stuff like that. Fortunately, we're, we don't have to do that because we we have a good system down, and you know, it just works. But... And when we don't, we just rob a bank. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, there you go. See, there we go. More, the tr more truth comes out. You see, the more truth comes out. What did you yeah. put in my yeah. water? <laughs> no, it my was water. clear. I mean, oh. no, vodka. I don't know. It, it smells like. Let me smell that. You, yeah. you know, Chris, also, I, I missed, uh, you asked uh, if we had any deleted scenes for DeMarco. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to mention, it's Go kind ahead. of yeah. funny that um, we didn't have any deleted scenes. We filmed it about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. and the runtime was under an hour. It was like 55 it was minutes. Short. It was too short. So right. Gregory said, you know, it needs to be at least 70 minutes, you know. So he said, can you think of some scenes that we can add in between to make it an extra, what, 15 minutes? Yeah, right. So I was like, okay. So I actually, a lot of people don't know this. Um, right before, was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? When yeah, it was in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah so no right, right before November Christmas. Means, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We went. I wrote about twelve pages, and we went back and we got the cast 
and we filmed uh, additional 15 minutes for DeMarco crew, put it in. And, you know, the fun part was we had to match the lighting with certain things that the lighting, you know, if it right. looked this way before, and then we're walking back into the hallway, the, the lighting has to look the same. Everyone got the haircuts kind of the same yeah. and everything. Because I was in a Thank few God I scenes. still yeah. fit in my clothes. Yeah. And, <laughs> same clothes, yeah. Too, and then I didn't get rid of what suit I had on a year and after yeah. or the tie. So, yeah. Little trivia. We went back and we had to film 15 more minutes. I just thought of stuff that, and it worked. The new footage it, it worked. Did. And what's amazing about it is that, just like when Nino said, these characters were more like how we are. So even though it was a year and a half since we did the original yeah. footage, we were able to jump back into our characters yeah. like a snap of the finger. And he was, I, we weren't sure how it was going to go, but hey, at least we got the right outfits. Yeah. The hair kind of looks the same. Yeah, continuity was fine. It was fine. Know? And it actually worked out. And then we, our characters together were actually, we got, we, we got some more screen time. It together, added which is more really to good. our character's relationship. I, I think unless you tell them, people aren't able to tell, oh, this was new footage. This was filmed a year you and a half know. ago. You wouldn't know. Yeah. You wouldn't know. But also mm -hmm. we were able to use um, Steamboat Willie if you caught that from, you know, Mickey Mouse, it's public domain now, right? Just became so, public domain, yeah. So yep. we were able, since we hadn't released the movie yet, we, I figured out a way to fit that into the security guard is watching it on his phone. And it's public domain. I believe we were the first, there was a press release. We were the first film to use mm -hmm. Steamboat Willie that wasn't owned by Disney. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I did yeah. not know that. But just yeah. know that for DeMarco yeah. Cruz, the first movie yeah. to have that. I remember awesome. when we were going, besides that, um, not to cut you off, but it was, um, it felt almost like we were uh, we were doing a sequel, I told Chris, because yeah. it felt like a year and a half later, it felt right. like we were coming back to do like a sequel, but it was still the same movie. It all worked yeah, out, though. It yeah. does. And that's what happens when you love playing certain characters or love the movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see why a lot of sequels are made in this world, but yeah. I, I'd jump on board in a second. Sure, yeah. sure. That was going to be one of my later questions. What about oh. a sequel to the Dumb Markle uh, crew? I mean, you know, we yeah. have fun making these movies. If there's a, what's the word? If there's a. Like an opportunity. An opportunity, or, yeah. yeah. To, to come I'd to... love to make another, you know, like the like the Ocean Eleven's movie. Yeah. Did a little trilogy. Because, you know, we jump back in. Think of a clever way. It's interesting. We, um, Gregory has uh, his distribution company has reached out with YouTube now. So a lot of our films, besides being on Tubi and Amazon Prime, uh, a lot of his catalog, not just mine, but Gregory's catalog from even 20 yeah. years ago are all streaming on YouTube now. I think it, there's like ads every 10 minutes right. or something. Yeah. But um, with that, there's so much potential to, you know, because, you, you know, certain uh, streaming platforms, it's like maybe five countries, but YouTube is like 50 countries. That's like a quarter of the world, more or less. Right. You know? it, so it's yeah. more, it's more, it, uh, it, it, yeah. there's a further reach. And, and to me, YouTube is like one of the oldest platforms. If you, it was even known as a platform back then, but now with all Tubi and everything. So it's nice that mm -hmm. we kind of rediscovered YouTube again to, uh, yeah, have her work on there. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, like with with our show right now, it is on my YouTube channel, and I have people in other countries watching this right now, which is hey, kind of I amazing. Know my family in uh, Chicago and New Jersey, they're all they're all watching right now. My brothers and sisters, there. I told them if they're not Everybody, watching right thanks. now, that's Chris. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're gonna be watching. So yeah, they really YouTube because you know YouTube you can put on a TV now. 
You yeah, know, you, you can't use smart TV or something yeah, so and you can really watch cool. our movies on yeah. On a big and it's screen. funny, some of our movies now that are out on uh like my American Western film that I made with everybody, yeah, that's like really big in Indonesia, the Philippines. These movies are getting over a hundred thousand views in uh, you know, Night Cops, another action movie I did. These movies are getting like great great views in, in you know, foreign, foreign countries. So it's really cool. Yeah. It's cool that YouTube is smart because it opened it yeah. up to more countries. And that's the great thing too. He's, he's listening to all these movies, and I'm thinking, yeah, we we've come out with all these different genres. So definitely check out our work. Yeah, I mean, just you know, you get a western or an action movie. Yeah, or, mafia. You know, yeah, you know, movie. everything. Hostage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the Christmas. thing that was up. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we made Wise Guy Christmas. A wise that guy was our Christmas, comedy yeah. that we did, and that was like a like a Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis type yeah. movie. So <laughs> at least the chemistry between a wise guy. So. I would you know I. My daughter, you know, I mentioned my daughter last time. My daughter, Marley, she's going to be nine in a couple months. We have our certain movies that we watch Christmas Eve before Christmas. And we've added a wise guy Christmas into it now. Because right. that's like, into she wants rotation. to see me on there. And it's kind of funny, you know, it's a little over-the-top comedy, but it's funny. It's nice, yeah. wholesome. The guy rediscovers Christmas, the joy of Christmas. And, and this guy is hilarious in the movie. He's the straight man, and I'm the crazy yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, the and then, yeah, and it's... You know, just wrote another good script that display. I mean, I think we had the most fun making that yeah, one. A lot Actually, of fun making a lot of the, it was another movie with a big ensemble cast. And yeah, we had a couple good dance scenes. We got to yeah, film, and that's so we, yeah. you know, like we danced together. But we just had a lot of fun with yeah. all the people that were involved. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. I got to catch up on that movie, so I'm going to have to try to watch that movie. Yeah, I'll send weekend. you the link. It's on YouTube, but I'll send it to you so it's direct. It's funny. It's pretty funny. My mother has a little cameo in it. It's really cute. My 80-year-old cool. mother. So, yeah, hey, one, hey, in the future, uh, if you do another movie, maybe you can have a Canadian come in and help out for a couple Good. minutes. That's you right. got it. We'll you can come drive on the getaway out. car. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> From the that bank, works. right? Yeah, <laughs> we need our budget. Yeah, you can come in. Yeah, definitely let us know. <laughs> I wanted to ask you the guys this too, Nino and Chris. Mm -hmm. How how difficult can it be to remember script lines and all that too? Like I guess you gotta have a really good memory for remembering all your lines. Yeah, side. sure. So you know, one of the first things that actors learn is in especially we most actors may start in a theater or wherever, wherever you start, get off book. That's the first yeah. thing. To me, in terms of my technique, I always have to get off book. I just Get off book, and then I can start developing the character more. Can play with it stuff. a little bit, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that you, it's basically it's a it's a tool, and the more you do it, the easier it gets. And the amount of work I've been working between with Nino and all the other movies I've done with Gregory, um, it's like a, a sharp tool. So now it's easier for me. I can get off book faster, memorize lines yeah. faster. And depending on the script, like I said, some directors you need to say the lines precisely exactly because Tarantino that's how the story is that you have to say the words yeah. exactly how he wrote it yeah and that you know exactly or if you work on tv like studio tv you have or, to yeah. do yeah because television writers yeah exactly yeah. they want you because it's written in such a way that the pattern of speech or especially for there's not a lot even, yeah and yeah like sitcoms are kind of a dying breed but those you know those jokes are written a certain way where you have to say it exactly that way because then you'll hit the joke mm -hmm. but then you know you get movies like what are the scripts that nino writes and you have a little more flexibility so yes you still have to you want to memorize lines or get off book but then you know that's the flexibility hey if i drop an and or an it there it's not mm -hmm. going to really matter as long as i'm telling a story and like so you have a little said, more we, flexibility we rehearse i i'm not an actor who believes in over rehearsing you know that yeah, like right. i'll rehearse 
once with someone outside of the set and then we'll go we'll block it which means you kind of figure out where you're going to stand and everything we'll run the lines once or twice everyone's different but i always tell them i don't want to do it anymore because then it's not as as fresh when you over and some actors keep needing to everyone has their own process some actors like oh and i'm like please read with someone else read with the makeup artist or something my own process i don't want to do it too much because yeah. then it sounds like you're reading it, and then you save know? it save it for the actual you know shot. I'm that way. I'm like, i never exactly. say i don't want to and, you know. and i'm i'm, I'm kind of like that way too but it's nice to rehearse a little bit yeah it's like get the the cobwebs out and just kind of get up up on his feet and you kind of start yeah. hearing the voice and how you can play off the other actors or and the as other the characters. writer too i give the actors insight like okay this is their backstory this is what i thought so when we get together we'll meet we'll have espresso i've cooked pasta for this guy yep. before We'll talk about it. We'll rehearse, but we'll talk about the characters and everything before we even get to rehearsing. And that's great because, and part of my technique, you know, it'll go. I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I, I know we have different ways, but that's the other thing too. Is you'll get off book and then have a character backstory. I always create a character backstory, like where this mm-hmm. person come from. Even if it has nothing to do with the actual story, but it leads up to the script, and that always helps out. You always want to have that because. We have interior monologues. All people in yeah. real life are like that. So we're always thinking, and you want to develop that for any character too. Yeah, totally. You, yeah, and and obviously you have the scripts and stuff, but you also want to the, the characters to come out naturally because the audience can detect if they're. Yeah. Yes. You can hear some actors. They sound yeah. like they're. It's like a robot almost. You know, like hi, yeah. how are you today? Yeah, it is an honor <laughs> I'm, to I'm be here on the it. day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> I must hit my mark here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to be. Yeah, you got to just be loose and be natural. Yeah. And I and when I was a younger actor, no doubt, when I first started film acting, I was more tight. I was more like, okay, I can't order this. I can't do that. Then you get more experience, and then you can kind of loosen up, and you're just the more reps. You, you, you the more reps. It's still, it's still, yeah, exactly. You still got to be in control of certain things, but then I taught him relaxed. acting, and it yes. turned his life around. It did. Think the it... Nino School of Acting, you know, for fifteen hundred dollars per class, you can learn from the best. Diablo Espanol también. And just talking to you guys, I can see how passionate you are. And, and the thing is, life is short, and you should do stuff that you really enjoy doing. And and when I first Absolutely. started this, I was scripted. I was not very good, but I, I took some advice from people, not criticism. And yeah. I've learned now yeah. to have natural conversations. I obviously write points down for my guests or stuff I want to ask my guests. But I yeah. talk to you guys like I'm at a coffee shop right now with you right yeah, now. You have a really good show. That's what we love coming on. It. Yeah. You, you ask really good questions. and. It engages us and the audience, I'm sure. I mean, it, it's just always, yeah, and life's too short. So always make sure you do what you love to do. We're not getting any younger. Yeah, you know? Speak for yourself, buddy. I know, I know. Speak for I myself. got a script. I got I'm, a I'm script 27 that... years old. I'm speaking right? for myself. 27, wow. I'm older than both of you. I'm, I'm 51. I'll be 52 no. this year. I'm I'm, oh, a, I'm much higher too. Chris <laughs> is 62. Yeah, I'm 62. <laughs> some work done. Exactly. <laughs> you know, right. In fact, I'm not really here. This is just an yeah. image of me He's from, right from 15 years yeah. ago. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you guys. I've never told you this, but my former profession, um, I I did it for a long time. I think it prepared me for this because I was in a security. I I was in corporate security for a Mm -hmm. casino and I had to deal with all kinds of people, billionaires, millionaires, people that lost their homes. So I think my former career has prepared me for this because I had to use my mouth. I had to use my ears. I had to use my (laughs) brains. Yeah. I saw a lot of stuff there. And that's actually a great script for you guys for a future movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's well, yeah. There you go. We'll, yeah. we'll get you a story we'll by Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we have people? Yeah, we do. We, uh, we act like we do, but we don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't. <laughs> no, there's there's no people. But, We're but each other's people. We'll make you feel right. Yeah, we'll make exactly. you feel good. <laughs> And that's when when I do it with my guests too. I try to build good chemistry. I want my guests to come yeah. on here, feel comfortable talking to me. Just like with you guys are on a movie set, you want to make people feel comfortable because people generally work better when they're comfortable instead of being yeah. on edge. I think our exactly. sets are fun though. I they mean, are. we're laughing yeah. a lot. We yeah. are laughing a lot. It's very family atmosphere, right? You know, we we laugh a lot, and then yet we we get the work done and yeah. we focus and you know get the shot done and yeah. then everyone gets along. We're all, we're all friends. Yeah. yeah. Or we act like we get along. Yeah. We act like I, I can't stand but, this guy. Yeah. I know. I mean, I'm a, you know, behind this guy's back. Yeah. I, I, I talk negative. He has a drinking problem. I talk negative about you. Yeah. Well, the good thing is I, well, not for at least a day. I haven't had a drinking problem. Well, there anyway. we go. That's half the battle. <laughs> okay, 12 exactly. hours. There, there we go. go. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Chris. It's Thank not you. even two o'clock yet. Yeah. I know. Go. What do you know? Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm a couple, I'm a, I'm three hours ahead of you guys always. Okay, oh, the there bars are opening up soon, then. <laughs> they never close. They <laughs> oh, you can't. That's right. It's, the sun's circling in the sky. It's day all the time up there. <laughs> hey, I wanted to. I wanted to ask you guys yeah. this too. Uh, since you guys are in the in the um, movie industry, uh, the wardrobe. Who's responsible for the wardrobe? Are they the actors and actresses, or or is it the producer and such as yourself, Needle, that determines what you want the characters to wear on set? Well, I just on my end, and you can add on if you like after, if there's something specific that I wrote that they need a certain hat or black leather gloves or like the DeMarco crew, we needed black ski mask and black gloves. And, you know, we'll have uh, Nicole D'Angelo usually um, orders these things or gets them. She's one of our main producers. You know, our, our main core is Nicole, Gregory, myself and Chris, and everybody has their own uh, task that they handle in pre-production while we're preparing, you know, and then there's other co-producers, associate producers that are great and do a lot of good things too to assist us. But that's the main core, you know, and so Nicole will order any specific props or wardrobe that we might need. Like I need a scarf for the scene because that's what he uses to run out the window or whatever, you know? Right. And then other than that, we tell the actors to bring their own clothes and they usually send me uh like uh, text photos of like, oh, is this outfit better or this outfit? So usually I give, I give the okay. They're running by me right. like that. Right. So yeah, and and so since Nicole gets certain wardrobe over time, we're able to use it for other scripts. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, we do have black gloves from this other movie that we yeah. can use in this one. So it, it's kind of building that up. And like what Nino said, it is a combination. Like. I think I may have like three suits I own. Actually, I own four now, but yeah. I have three. But you know, like in every movie that we do, I'll be in one of those suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, the black uh, one, the blue yeah. one, the tan yeah. one. I like that light tan one you have. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it is good. That, that, that was a wise guy Christmas yeah. somewhere. That yeah, yeah. Uh, but when we did American Western, um, that was two years ago we shot that. Yeah, I think. that was, we wrapped almost two years, wow. two years Already. ago last week or something this week. Yeah. So we had to get a lot of you know, cowboy wardrobe and hats, which we were able to keep. And then with another one of our director filmmakers, uh, Gino McGahee, who actually is based in Massachusetts, uh, he came out here with his group about a year ago. And we made another Western called Deadly Western. And we were able to use the same wardrobe from his movie in that because we already had it. And in fact, there is talk that we do want to make another Western eventually because we have those props and, and, and those, that wardrobe. Who's the biggest practical joker on set? And uh, 
who does the cooking? Who does all the cooking on the set? Do you guys order out, or is <laughs> Chef Nino does the cooking? Please, well, <laughs> you know, it's not a Nino set unless you all of a sudden you hear singing or Sinatra or the, dancing. Yeah, yeah, dancing or or. Yeah, or I'm getting focused to do a scene, and Nino's not in the scene, but he's off camera, like popping off or doing some joke. But, but um, in terms of cooking and stuff, well, um, we get stuff catered to us, whether it's DoorDash or some restaurants, you know, around we'll order to bring it in. But then Nino's mom My has mom catered for us some yeah. great Italian food. Um, most movies that we've made with you, yeah. at least, there's At least one, one day, day yeah, yeah, she'll make some pasta or. I it's remember American brain. Monster Part yeah. 2, she did three days. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. yeah she did, did um, like pizza, you know, pizza one? So she did the chicken cutlets, like the breaded chicken. Oh, yeah. And then she did spaghetti one day, and then she did pizza. At Frank Sinatra's house, I'll tell you a quick funny story. Uh, we filmed American Monster Part 2 at Frank Sinatra's old house in Woodland Hills. I guess he lived in Palm Springs, but he had the Woodland Hills house for when he was making a movie or making an album. Yeah. So you didn't have to drive back and forth. He had a closer house, you know, problems we wish we had. I know there, exactly. Right? With, so, with my, one, uh, um, my stove at my apartment where we're at right now broke. So my mom was like, I have the dough and everything, but I have to cook it. So my mom came to Frank Sinatra's house and there's a making of video somewhere. My mom is seen, and I think it was still during COVID wearing a mask. Maybe I think I'm yeah, it was, sure. it was true. Yeah. And my mom was making pizzas at Frank Sinatra's house. And I'm like, this is incredible. Who would have ever thought my mother came from Rome, Italy. Yeah. God bless her to do make pizzas at Frank Sinatra's old house. Yeah. Not really amazing. cool story. And the pizza yeah. was great. It was great. No, the food's great. And the chicken cones. I mean, are you kidding me? So we were well I've... fed those days. I can tell you that. I've yeah. learned to take a monthly cooking class now too, and the other day oh, yeah. I made a cauliflower and potato soup, and it actually turned oh, yeah. out really good. Nice, awesome. nice. good for the winter, cold weather. Well, it's sixty degrees, yeah. but whatever. I you, made bolognese man. last night. You know the meat sauce. It was really oh. good. Yeah. Oh, nothing's better than homemade food. Homemade yeah, food or yeah, homemade right. pasta. Yeah, it's the best. I, I made some top ramen last night, but oh, it was good. good. Chicken flavor. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Moving up in the world. Yeah, it took, it took me two hours to make it, but yeah, yeah I made yeah. it. <laughs> All right, guys. Is it okay if I play the clip of the DeMarco crew here? Yes. And then, Let's and roll it. Yeah. And then, then we'll get into your other movie as well. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. Just let me know if you can hear the sound, okay. the volume. Just one second. I'm just going to get it up on here. Yeah, we, we can hear it. Can I have to ask you something? No, go ahead. Are you doing this for all the right reasons? Why else would I be doing it? Maybe you're trying to make amends for things that went down years ago. Val's a great girl, and uh, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out between you two. He broke into my home and kidnapped Valerie. Van Zandt has monthly high roller card games in his nightclub. We need you and your crew to go in and get her out of there. Dean, the minute you make a score personally, get compromised. I'm not making it personal, all right? <laughs> no, no, I misunderstood. That's oh. all. It's all clear, Dean. Get out of there. Come on, we gotta go. go. Come on. Great, by the way. Seriously? Too soon? Way too soon. <laughs> My mistake. 
<laughs> That's real life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And that that leads to that movie. Yeah. I was gonna, and that leads to my uh, last question about that movie. Uh, what were some fun facts about the Demarco crew, and what were some of your most memorable uh, scenes in this movie that you both enjoyed? Well, I know for me, and then I, I want to hear what you have to yeah. say. I got all the boys together, like, what, a few days before filming, and we went to rehearse um, all our scenes together. And then after, I said, okay, we're going to the club. So we all went, we were, what town were we in? We weren't in we were, LA. We were in Monterey Park. We are in Monterey Park. <laughs> there was just, there's security guards inside, outside, like, they pat you down. We went in there. There was music playing loud. I said, guys, we're the DeMarco crew for real tonight. So we rehearsed, and then we went and we had a few drinks. We're on the dance floor all together. I mean, yeah. they had pool. This was a fun night. That yeah, was it was really a lot of fun. fun. To me, that was like, it was good, though, because we all, I don't want to say bonded because we were all friends in real life, but we all were in the mindset of, okay, this is what we're going to do. So then it rolled over to the set. We were having fun. I remember one on set the last day, the boys started. Were you part of that when they're like doing a doo wop? Like they're all yeah, in this thing going yeah. doo wop, doo wop. And then uh, I jump in and I start singing, and they're my backup <laughs> singers. And this was hilarious. This was like not rehearsed. It was like spur of the moment. I was singing right, right, yeah, or yeah. something. And there's a behind the scenes video. It's on there. It's really funny. <laughs> and that, that's what I mean. This is one of the best movies. A lot of fun. Just like Wise Guy Christmas, yeah. but this was a lot of fun to make. Uh, but but my favorite scene for me, and I even told Nino at the time, is it's in the trailer when I'm talking to his character Dean outside. We're we're kind of mm -hmm. outdoors, and I'm talking about Val, and I'm kind of like, you know, I'm 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 kind of grilling him, you know, uh, to get him back in line. And that scene, I remember when I was preparing for it, and like I said, the dialogue that Nino writes is just so good, and that was just that that kind of intersected both our characters together, and it was a turning point. For, for us in that movie. Um, I'm like, I, I just, those lines, I just thought they were just like perfect. And then the intensity and everything. And so when we shot that scene, that was my favorite scene to shoot. Personally, um, at least for my character, Matt. And the funny thing, Chris, just to add on that, people think me and Chris have known one another for like 20 years. Or yeah, yeah. Jay Alvarez or Abens Maurice, all my boys, like a lot, like Alvarez I met, uh, what? two years ago like yeah, and chris yeah. is coming up three i mean three but yeah. we have this brotherhood that you know yeah transcends time so to speak where you know people it are does. like you guys have only known two or three years ago yeah. oh, we you know it clicked and you know sometimes you're as they say bros for life yeah exactly you know? and, and that's incredible it's only been three years and, and like you know saying people think well, you guys have you've only known each other that long are you related but yeah exactly. my that's daughter it, yeah. my daughter marley uh <laughs> saw let me see what you was don't that? want to be related to me <laughs> yeah, okay, no. so not that guy but i don't know what brought it up but she said i like chris he's really nice is he a relative <laughs> long lost relative okay, yeah. that was out in the ocean for years yeah, you know, and i yeah. finally ship finally came in yeah uh but for some reason you know you get you meet people and, and friendships develop and just our, our personalities mm -hmm. click and we were we got yeah. we were thrown into working together under these circumstances i mean positive circumstances that yep. you know when we're making a movie it, and this talk speaks to everyone everyone's that end goal like even whatever job you're doing mm -hmm. to get and then when we did american mobster retribution the first movie we worked on together i mean it was something special then yeah. and, and we hit I it off right at that it. lunch yeah, yeah. we hit it off at yeah. cheesecake factory and yeah. um haven't looked back since then, but we're big 
Star Wars fans who will talk yeah. about we'll nerd out on Star Wars yeah. every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but it's been great. It's been I can't believe it's been three years already. Yeah. But literally, you know, yeah. yeah, literally, yep. Have you guys been on any movie sets where chemistry was kind of difficult? Yeah, I won't say names, but <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, no names. Some some, some <laughs> of our own productions too. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yes. it's yes, it's very tough. You know, as a producer, you got to kind of have to figure out like common ground or middle ground between yeah. two actors because at the end of the day you tell them look you guys don't have to be friends in real life you know you don't have to like one another but right respect one another and we'll right. knock out the scene and yeah exactly. i mean it happens not everybody gets along sometimes you know there's uh there could be a diva on set and then like i said sometimes two people just don't get along you it, know it, sadly yeah exactly right and so and as producers it's like when you're dealing with someone like that you have to you know, always be professional. Obviously, I mean, that, that that's yeah. the number one rule, no matter what business you're in. I mean, it's not just the film industry, whatever yeah. industry you're in. But also, when you're dealing with that, you just kind of kind of be on your back heels and really think through, okay, how are we going to yeah. deal with this person or speak to them in a way where it's not going to offend them or, or push them even more? And you just kind of deal with it and you work with, yeah. with them like any other business, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Um, there, it becomes difficult. Fortunately, that's far in between. We don't deal with that a lot it doesn't like, happen a lot it Sometimes, doesn't but it, it comes up but, but that's the other advantage of when we work together we we're working with circle. the same people yeah, and keep our for the most part yeah but you know it happens it can happen anywhere and yeah like chris said it's not only the the restaurant or i'm sorry the movie business right. it could be it could the be, restaurant business you know yeah. i have my background in the restaurant yeah. you know yeah i've ran a lot of italian restaurants over the years and sometimes you have two servers that do not get along and but they're both good at what they do. So I remember I would say, okay, you're gonna work this day, you're gonna work the other day, or you're gonna work in the morning, you're gonna work at night. You try to find like we were saying a you, way to make it work. So yeah, it's the you same mentality it, yeah, for exactly. anything. You try to make it happen because they're both good at what they do. For some reason, they don't get along with one another. So you try to make right. it work. That's that's what you gotta do. Exactly, and and you know, especially in all industries and stuff, it's all about people have different personalities or different yeah. backgrounds, and you might run into that. But overall, yeah. You know, hopefully most of the time people decide to meet in the middle, you know, yeah. we just, you know, we, we get along and deal with each other. That's right. Or we give and them whiskey. We do whiskey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that brings everyone together yeah, real and, quick. And the time, you know, I, I did fire Nino once, yeah. but we brought him back on the next I don't know what he's talking about. You know what? What you guys were just saying actually applies to a lot of careers, yeah. especially what I'm doing in right. media. You're going to get your successes. You're going to get your setbacks, failures. I call them setbacks. And you're going to get people that you get along with really well and people that you're not. The thing is, even if I get turned down by somebody, I don't take it personally. I just yeah. continue to yeah. keep working yeah. and continue to improve just yeah. never check your ego that's what i was yeah, totally check yeah, your ego. Exactly. we have no room for egos on no our no sets. no we yeah. don't and and we touched on it before but yeah it's one of these things too where we're always Ooh, earthquake oh we just had an earthquake wow you guys okay yeah it's like, still yeah. wow it's still rolling a little bit oh my wow. god Wow, Man, that's right cool. We're, we're covering everything. Wow. Live with we're CDP Earthquake. Yeah. So wow. I know we're going to talk about sports a little bit, but we're talking about the movies. Yeah. Now we're talking about nature. Wow. We just had an earthquake, a little roller After here. Still. Yeah. Wow. How often yeah. do they happen? I I know. Wow. I was going to touch on something really cool, yeah. but you know, forget the earthquake overshadowed it. There, it might be dinner first. Yeah, exactly. This could be the last dinner. Um, I was going to say before the earthquake hit that – 
any profession, we're, we're, we're always learning, always evolve, you know, and always get better, you know? And so that's what, that's the yeah. key thing in life. Just, just yeah. keep getting better. And, you know, it, it gets easier as you go along, mm-hmm. at least in I terms was, of what you do in <laughs> your profession. And that's what I love about the media industry is I'm learning something new every day. And that's what I love doing. And I was told the day you stop learning or the day you start getting complacent is the time you should start looking for another career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Now, before we get to the the new movie, the other movie we're going to talk about, uh, just wanted to put you guys on the spot. What do you guys prefer when you're actors? Do you prefer being the good guys, or do you sometimes find it more fun playing the the villains in the movies? Go ahead. Well, as an actor, I I, I, and I'm talking, speaking for myself, I love anyone. I I love any good or bad guys, no doubt about it. If you're playing a villain or a bad guy, obviously, yeah, you can really – dig deeper um into that stuff like um one of nina's movies uh called dark deeds mm-hmm. um i play a, a, i'm not yeah I, I play a bad guy in that movie and not to no spoilers or anything but i even told nino at the time um as an actor that that role um and i don't want to do I, I want people to see it so i don't want to do too many spoilers but let me put it this way that character was very intense and it got me to a place that I really had never been like a really dark, deep place and actually took me a, a, like a day or so to shake it off. And then I know it's acting and it's fake and it's play, but, but that's how good the script was. And that's how good uh, the character that Nina wrote for me. And I was able just to dive into that. So definitely, I guess what I'm getting to is when you are playing a bad guy, there's a certain element and I've been bad guys in some other movies too, the, the Western and stuff like that. But yeah, there, it, it is kind of cool to like dig into someone that's, not a good person because you know usually we're all good people in real life but it's fun to kind of delve into that but if i'm playing a good guy in something else i'll i'll build that up too i enjoy that too i think the old saying is a villain doesn't know he's a villain he thinks what he's doing is right you know true yep you know use the star wars anakin skywalker thought what he was doing was right to save his woman or whatever you know or you know Zod, General Zod and Superman didn't yeah. think he was a villain. He thought he was, you know, yes, trying yeah, to save that. Krypton from you right. know, like for a new order and all that. And on and on, you know, the Joker, yeah, Batman, any villain, and, uh, yeah. You know, so a lot of the you know, you don't think I think for me it's not about because you know, I played Nick Romano a few times now. That's um the American mobster. And so this guy technically Technically, he's a bad guy. He's a mobster. He has people killed. He kills himself. Whatever he kills people himself. Whatever. But um, you know that there I have to go. Of all my parts, Nick Romano, I have to go to a dark place. That's because this guy. I mean, he's manipulate. He's a mastermind of you know mm-hmm. getting people murdered and you know right. someone you know. But he in his mind, he's doing what he has to do to preserve the family, to preserve yeah. the name. So. You know, I yeah. I look at it more as like I try to find something with a character that I can connect with personally. Because once I find okay. what I can connect with, yes. whether he's a villain or a hero or whatever, then or you know, anti-hero, yeah, then uh, then I can take what I connected and I can run with it. You know, have you guys ever been in movies where you were given characters but you just didn't fill the part? You just didn't connect with the the mm. character at all. Yeah, no, I'd have to really think about that. No, I, I think I've I, I've always connected with them because w- with me, it's you playing different characters and you're in different types of movies. Whether you know different directors, different mm-hmm. writers 
have different things. Like another um, director that we work with, Rich Mallory, who we've done a lot of movies with, he has definitely a different style than Nino. And I've done some of his movies and you just adapt and mold to that writer and that script and you just commit to it. I mean, I, that's why I never have a problem with a role I'm, I get casted in. Um, you read the script, you, you can figure it out and then you just, you just uh, commit to it, commit to whatever the character is and the story. And I've, I personally, I've never had a problem. I mean, um, with any character I've played just as long as, you know, the, um, I can get into it. And of course, with any good director or stuff, they'll tell you like what Nino was saying, you know, he kind of points us in the right direction. And then, and same with Rich Mallory. Um, I did a movie with him called Felines uh, a couple of years ago. And same thing. He, he, I, I kind of needed some help on, Hey, what's his character like and everything. Once Rich told me, Hey, this is, this guy is like this, that, and that, then I was able to take the ball and run with it. And there you go. So I usually don't have a problem with that. And I think, you know, the majority of my movies I write, so I kind of write for myself, but other parts, I mean, I, I read it first. I'll never, if I don't feel good about it, I'll tell the director, you know what, maybe I don't think I'm, I can connect to this character, get someone else. Cause I want you to be able to do your best product. So if it's something that I don't feel like connected to, then I'll, I w I would never do a movie if I don't feel connected to the character. That's, that's, me you know okay. a little cameo in a friend's movie or something that's different but i mean right. if i'm not yeah. connected that's why i always i gotta read it first i i rarely agree to uh to something until i read I, it's the old line yes yeah. i gotta read the script first send me a script yeah exactly but if there's one thing about that character i can connect to i'm on board do your homework and do your research exactly yeah exactly. that too right yeah. And before we get to the next movie, uh, did you want to guys give a shout out to the uh, crew and everybody on the uh, DeMarco crew and uh, also Linda S. Wong, who I thought was great in the movie, too? Yeah, Linda yeah. was good. You know, yeah. the, the best, the, the cat fight between Linda and Nicole D'Angelo, that was great. <laughs> I mean, the cat fight in the movie, that's better than some of the fights we have in our cop movies. You know, <laughs> right, those, right. those ladies great really went for yeah, it. They did, really, because I've never there, seen yeah. Nicole do anything physical like that, yep. and I never really saw Linda either. Right. So let me tell you, these these ladies they went pulled for it, it off. They I pulled was it like, off. wow, they really. So it, you know, but yeah, <laughs> shout out to them and the crew, really? the cast, everyone. Yeah. And we yeah. had to we had to cast some new actors, like I said, when we went back to get the. Um, when we went back to film new scenes, so we right. had, we brought on some new people for that too. So yeah, uh, everyone just so talented. Yeah, and a pleasure to work with. Um, uh, Louis De Stefano, um, who we mentioned about him in, in Demarco Crew earlier. He also does uh, DP or, or sometimes camera. he principal photography. He he runs camera, you know, behind you know behind in, behind the camera he's behind the camera and um he's he's developed a really good talent for that of course nicole we talk about a lot linda um shane ryan reed um he's been in a lot of our movies even outside he knows he's a great actor i mean there, there's so many my nephew people. nico helped us on this he came from new jersey to help me out he was doing boom mic and because yeah. remember sometimes we film two different movies at once we're filming two movies at once and Going back and forth, one filming here and one filming there. So yeah, and you know we got to yeah. mention Cooey and Warren who yes. work very closely with Gregory. They do um, a little of everything. I mean, they're really uh, vital. Yeah, they're to really the, committed to, to the, the movie. Yeah, yeah, to yep. us getting our process done totally. 
Yeah, and then there's so many more people. I mean, you know, the other thing too is you look us up on IMDb, Internet Movie Database, and remember when you get all our credits, I'm always I'm always putting new photos up there, and you can see the, not only our credits, but then you click on the movie, and then you can see the other names mm-hmm. that have worked on it behind the scenes and front of the scenes. You know, everything. Right. Right. Truly a team effort. Yeah, it is. Totally. Oh yeah, totally. movie making is that. Yes. Okay, we're going to get to the other movie, uh, Crack Back in Da Hood, and that was your directorial debut, Nino. So just yeah. thoughts about uh, your directorial debut and uh, how you came about this movie. And you guys, it was a little bit more darker than obviously the DeMarco crew. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit about this one. Well, we made a movie a year ago called Crack, and it was an urban story. I, I really liked it. I'm going to send you that one, too. I played a supporting okay. part. I kind of find a supporting part for myself to play in these Crack movies. Um, and they're not sequels, but it's Crack and then Crack Back in the Hood. And then, you know, if there was a third one, we call it Crack Empire or, and so on and so on. Yeah, separate stories, different characters. Same so. actors. It's kind of like American Horror Story has the same cast, but they're playing different characters. So, um this was the first crack we did did very very well on tubi i think it was yeah. the number one movie for the company last year yeah crack on, yep. for streaming yep. for new movies you know not re-releases mm-hmm. or anything and um you know gregory wanted you know these urban movies are yeah, great business wise we wanted yeah, yeah. To get another one so out there. i wrote a sequel and i have one of my best friends Abens maurice been one of my closest friends is like a brother to me i told him he was out of the country for a while and i said hey when you get back to la I'm going to write a part for you in a movie and I'm going to produce it and we're going to do it. So um, I Gregory wanted to make another crack and he was going to direct it. And then something came up. He had some family obligations, but the locations were already booked. So I said, listen, if you want to direct it yourself, I'll back you up. I'll give you the crew and Chris and everything. And I had Mikey Bays, Michael Bays did the camera, the cinematography. And now I never, if you know, I never really had a, like a, desire to direct a movie you know i never yeah, said oh i want right. to direct him but i didn't want to lose the production we had yeah. the, we had the days lined up and you know yeah. and so i i stepped up to it and uh yeah. i directed a movie so. yeah and you know, did a great job i mean i told him even after we shot how many was it a three day four days it's a four day okay see it's a four day production but i mean he and obviously me being a producer and stuff you know i'm off to the side i wear a lot of hats so i'm around the set a lot and you know, worked great with the actors and he set up the scenes. He he had the vision in his mind, like any camera director. Yep, camera. Yeah. We had some really good shots, um, like high shots, like we we're up yeah. on a roof or something. Tracking and, shots, yeah. The camera, lighting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought Nino did a did a great job, you know, his directorial debut. You yeah, see, Chris, just... I, I'm a firm believer that I want to word this the right way so I don't get misquoted. I'm a firm believer that anyone can say they're a director. But I believe a lot of people think directing means saying action and cut and then telling the actors, oh, do it this way or do it that way. And to me, with all respect to everyone in the world, that's not a director. To me, a director, besides doing that, you got to know, like, what's the lighting going to look like? What what camera movements are you going to do? Are you? You know, what lens are you going to use? If you ask if the camera guy asks you what lens do you want for this? Oh, I don't know. You pick. Well, now who's directing? Is the camera guy directing or are you directing? Right, so right. that's why I was always a little hesitant to direct a movie because I felt like 
if I ever did put my name on as a director, I wanted to be able to do all of this. I wanted to be able to, okay, the lighting's like yeah. this. We need more light yeah. on the wall. We need this lens. We're going to move the camera. We're going to follow her through the bar scene. Um, the pool table scene, I don't know if you saw, but it's in the trailer. We literally, they're doing the whole scene while the camera's going around 360. I mean, these are things that I wanted to do. So I felt like yeah. if I'm going to step up to be the director, I want to embrace all aspects of it rather right. than just right. saying right. cut and action. Exactly. And those types of shots, that tracking shot, I mean, to me, I learned this a long time ago, movie making, it, it's visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. So not only you have a, a really good script and the actors are doing their thing, but be creative how you shoot the mm -hmm. movie. So that mm -hmm. tracking shot in that bar scene, it's nice visually, it's very creative. And, and as an audience, you're just going along for the ride, but you might not even be thinking of it, but it looks yeah. nice. And some of those high angles we shot look so really good. We yeah, 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 like a couple building, people, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's part of the creativity as well. And, and Nino definitely brought that you know, to this movie too. Nino, I wanted to ask you this as well. Um, Obviously, you guys being in the film industry, I'm into sports. So, and hockey, goaltender, football's quarterback is director, producer, sort of like that quarterback. You're you kind of know, yeah. you kind of have to know yeah. all aspects of the internet. You're the, the point internet. guard. You're the, yeah. you're guard, the, you're the quarterback. Watching everything, your head's on the swivel, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was acting in the movie too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. And, and he had a big trust me. He's directing. I, I haven't directed one of our movies yet, but I mean, I'm in production, so you know, I handle contracts i handle this that that and then i have to jump in a scene and act in it i mean listen i'm very well conditioned now because it's like a light switch you just turn it on and you get into the character you do it mm -hmm. then cut and then i'm maybe i'm helping setting up food or something so mm -hmm. that that's just the the nature of it and when we did crack back in the hood you know we that production but there wasn't a lot of crew and stuff so i think nino, we so nino he, he was yeah. set decorating we were getting props ready we were doing even more would, than we had to do hold on i can't film yet because i have to decorate the set yeah, we had to set. yeah we had and to then, hang something up the <laughs> uber order is here let me go get the food because yeah. we had oh now who's gonna set up the food let yeah, me set yeah. up the food yeah. come on and then and then go back so to that, filming yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what we got all our scenes we got we never ran over we time we got all our scenes Every night yeah. we thought we thought we were gonna run out of time, but yeah. we knocked it out. We did. Know? We 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 did it. We the four days we we shot it. All. Yeah. <laughs> were you a little bit nervous? And from the sounds of it, everybody, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, stepped up their game in this movie as well to take a little bit of the load off of you. I I wasn't nervous because I had prepared. Like I met with the camera guy Mikey before to go over. Like I made a shot list. Like this is what I want for every scene this is and obviously that's a blueprint when you get to the set maybe the floor isn't smooth so you can't do movement or whatever you got to adjust obviously but it's a good blueprint of this is my idea you know i i felt like i rehearsed with the actors and um i felt confident that i could knock it out when we got to set for certain, you know, um, maybe people were running late or, you know, having to be detained to do other things like getting food or whatever. I would get a little nervous that we were going to run out of time, but we always uh, got we, it. We pulled but it off. Yeah. <laughs> we never, we, whatever we had to film that day, we always got what was on schedule for the day. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Would you be interested in directing again in the future? I don't know. I think um, if it's, uh, a certain script i don't have any plans to right now but if it's a certain script i probably would like to direct something that i would play the lead actor in 
And again, nothing taken away from, I was so happy to write for my best friend, Abins Maurice. And that was his real brother, Paul Maurice playing, they were playing yeah, brothers in yeah, the movies. Yeah. And my heart was so full for them to, that they got to, yeah. you know, and I was so happy to play a supporting character for them. But I, I think if it's the right, um, script maybe that i wrote i, I might be interested right. again and i think that was Aubin's first lead right mm -hmm. yeah so good kudos for, to Aubin's. he did he did a great job mm -hmm. he's the lead in the movie's first lead i think role. all the acting and everyone yeah his brother you know, paul yeah. was fantastic in it everyone was like jeffrey said, moon, it was a little jeffrey moon darker. is in it yeah. yeah a little darker a little you know urban street you know a little more you know um what's the right word for it um, geez, it's like yeah. an R rating kind of movie. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and and it's gritty. A, it's a full circle. It goes back to the productions we make. We just have a good variety of mm -hmm. stuff. So the lighthearted, you know, Demarco Cruz is the fan. Yeah. And then something that's more edgier, like Crack Back in the Hood. Yeah. It, it's but you know, it's good variety out there. We're putting a lot of good stuff out there. And at the end of that. the day, it's a story about two brothers and having brothers myself and family being important myself as it is to Chris too. Yeah. I think that's something I could connect to like okay I, I can make this film and i think the audience can connect to at the end of the day it's a story about two brothers yeah it's simple as that yeah. simple as that right yeah now how hard was it trying to make it as realistic as possible as far as the performances or in terms of the storyline mm. well you know i i worked with abin's a lot he would come over we would go over the scenes and the other actors we we able we were able to rehearse somewhat and you know i would always be in their ear a little bit with your character you were in the movie too i would yeah. say look you don't yeah. like this guy because this and you know yeah. you know abens he he was working through his process and i would go in his ear and say okay you're doing it but now show me what you really got like you know give it to us you know little things and he he knocked it out of the park i mean him his brother paul they you know it was you yeah, learn yeah. when you're directing how to talk to every actor so you kind of know how you have to like go about working with them mm -hmm. and i was very happy you know little talks in between all oh, that was good let's try it this way or let's let's go deeper with it this time that was good give me one more you know and and the, both of the maurice brothers were was yeah. very happy with their performances yeah they were really good in it and yeah. what about your characters uh what do you how did you how did you like your characters in this movie as well well, me, for me, uh, I'm a district attorney, and and um, you know, with these, with each role and stuff, you got to understand the structure of the script. So my character in this, it was a very good role. I, like I said, I enjoy every role I do and every opportunity I get. But I was more like one of those side characters. I mean, going into it, I understood. I mean, I'm not a lead in this movie. It's it's Aubin's, it's yeah. his brother, and me and the story. I'm moving the story forward along too, but. I'm only in maybe like four key scenes or five yeah. scenes, whatever it is. So when, just like what Nino said, he also then advised us. He, I remember him telling us, you know, you don't like this guy. You hate this guy. That helps me get to that place. <laughs> and I enjoyed doing the character a lot. I mean, it was funny. He was kind of uh, an asshole kind of, uh, sorry about my language. I don't know if I can say that online. That's okay. It's but, okay. Okay. He was an a-hole, <laughs> but, um, but I got to play into it, and obviously he was at odds with with Aubin's character and Nino's character too. But it was kind of that underworld of, you know, they get these lawyers together and yeah. they they all know each other and they all work with each other. So in a way, we also had that relationship where not only did we yeah. were at odds, but 
I, come on, you know, we, we've probably been on other cases against each yeah, other before. Yeah, yeah. So it's that world which was really fun to, to play in. And, and even though it was a little a smaller role, it, it doesn't matter because it's part of the story. Yeah. And like I said, I enjoyed the, that character too. And, and the I interactions played, with him yeah, as always. Yeah, I played a corrupt lawyer. And without giving a lot away, I mean, I always wanted to play a lawyer. never got an opportunity to. So I was, uh, he stole the one time I got cast as a lawyer. Chris Benelli stole that part. I, so. and I, I play a lawyer <laughs> with a few times now. And, yeah. and what I did, because the, the filmmaker, they, they combined the two, they yeah, combined yeah, two yeah. characters together. <laughs> so there was, was a movie a couple of years ago. I was, they're like, do you want to play a little part as a lawyer? And I was like, yeah, I always yeah, want to play yeah, a lawyer. Like yeah. courtroom scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we had to combine it with, I said, okay, fine. So I always wanted to <laughs> I got <do> that one. <laughs> so it was, it was fun to play a lawyer, but also he's like a really crooked guy. It was, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. And and those characters are always fun to play. But like I said, as an actor, and I'm speaking for myself again, whatever character opportunity or script I get, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll dive into whatever needs to be done and just get involved in it. It's yeah. just fun. It's just fun to just do a variety of body yeah. of work, you know. Any chance, Chris, in the future you'd be interested in being a permanent lawyer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I could definitely fake it really well. I guess. So, and I'm sure a lot of lawyers do, you know. He's the best fake lawyer. Exactly. General. It's how you word things. But yeah, you, ne you never know. You never know, Chris. Maybe maybe it's something I I'll trip into once this all dries up. <laughs> I often joke with my mother, Angela. I say, I need to get my lawyer. Get me Chris Benelli on yeah, the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's funny, too, to go back to props that lawyer we always have like in american retribution you know american, yeah, american monster, monster. too i i had this briefcase that i were i used and i swear in this briefcase has turned up in other movies too when i've been lawyers so it it's finally kind of, broke, i have the same though. briefcase I'm yes back, it did back in the hood after we couldn't get an years, open or something we had jimmy and open because the props were inside it's a nice so this yeah. prop we used for so many years it finally broke yeah. right and if I ever became a real lawyer maybe i'd fix it and use that there you go there you go <laughs> use it Hey, you guys, good for a few more minutes. I know I've kept yeah, you over yeah, an hour, no, but okay. conversation's been going great. Sure, and I, sure. And I, and I, I know, because I know you guys are having a late lunch, so. But yeah, make sure it doesn't fine. matter. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine. I'm okay. good. He's buying okay. anyway. Yeah, so no, exactly. <laughs> I want to delay it as long as we can. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'll be on the next flight. I'll be there. Hey, in the LAX is down the street. Yeah, we'll go get you. Okay, this question, I wanted to put this, put you guys on the spot here. For somebody that hasn't watched this movie yet, obviously older people for this movie, uh, what what is two words I uh, need to describe Crackback Under Hood? And 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 Chris, I want you to answer this question too. Two words that would describe this I movie. I would say gritty and neighborhood, like a gritty neighborhood movie, you know, street, yeah, that kind of thing. Right. That's probably four words, but yeah, that's yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> And a couple, yeah, I mean, to add on, I mean, my words would be dark, very yeah. dark movie, and, and it's heavy, heavy content. I mean, heavy, the storyline, um, not to give too much away, but I'm trying to word it right, but, it, you know, it's a family, the, the, like a tormented family kind yeah. of thing, you know, yeah. when it comes to the two yeah. brothers. So there's a lot of conflict there. You know, and the basic plot is this, this drug dealer gets uh, set up, he goes to prison, yeah, my character is his best friend. Plays the lawyer. I get him out on a technicality after five years. Because when you use yeah. illegal uh, methods to get evidence, your your case is dismissed. Yeah, it's like a you know a free get out of jail card. So now he's back on the streets, 
and he wants to go straight. But his brother has moved up as the main drug dealer now in town, and he works for his old boss, and they want him back in it all. So exactly. I think the trailer yeah. says the streets keep calling me back. Yeah. I thought you were out yeah. of the life, yeah. the life keeps calling me back. Something like so. Yeah. It's very much a neighborhood. Like the kind of movies I loved watching, it doesn't matter if it's Italian, Latino, African American, you know, right. Asian, right. you know, right. neighborhood movies are neighborhood movies. I mean, I love Mean Streets for that yeah. reason. That's yeah. kind of like, you know. Right people you grow up with and mm -hmm, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Their characters like there's people that, you know, right. but this movie has that neighborhood type that, atmosphere, that vibe, but then there's yeah, the lawyer sure. and stuff too, to it, it, it also. It is the balance of, of, of that stuff too. Yeah, because you have still like the, the fabric of society, you know, you mm -hmm. got the laws, you got this and that, and you got the mean streets, the wild yeah. streets, and that's the beautiful thing. And, and Aubin's definitely has that in his performance where that's fun watching characters like that. They're, they're teetering. You don't know if they're yeah. gonna make it out. And they can go one way or they can yeah. go the right way. And and most movies, that's why it's a movie. Yeah. They usually goes goes south. But yeah. that's what is And great, I wrote it know? for Robbins. I wrote it. I knew, I mean, the character's name is Nino Black. It's my name, Nino. And then it's a play on New Jack City, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. The main character played by Wesley Snipes was Nino Brown. So instead of Nino Brown, I called him Nino Black. Totally different story, but it was a little nod to, uh, you know, New Jack City. Movies, and yeah. You know, I told Abins, I'm you're gonna be the lead, but you're gonna be called Nino. So, <laughs> but I wrote it for him. I knew he could I know him. He's like my brother. Like I said, we do karaoke together, we do Belbib Devote Poison. Like we're 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 linked. Maybe. I've I've been so, a witness to that one. Many he times. Killed, he yeah, jumped yeah. in before. Yeah, yeah, I did. I think I did backup so, singing on that one. Yeah, he you know, he killed it and his brother Paul killed it. I mean, I thought all the yeah. performances in the movie were great. There we go. Jay was really good in yeah. it too. We were, you know, partners together. So yeah. it was. Uh, Jay Alvarez is good. Yeah, in it. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how it yeah. comes together. Like we've been saying the whole time, it's a team effort, and mm -hmm. that end result is what you see on the screen. And I think I set the tone. I told Chris early in pre-production. I said, "Hey, listen, this isn't. If I'm directing, this isn't a Greg movie. With all respect to Greg, <laughs> this is a Nino Cimino movie. Yes. So this is from the mind of Nino Cimino. And, so and that's fine. And it's yeah. very, you know, it's gritty. I said I make sure everyone's on board with that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's that PG content. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or PG thirteen yeah. even. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, I'm going to put you on the spot with this question, Nino, and then we're just going to talk quickly about uh, Super Bowl 58. But sure. do you yes. do you have any upcoming films coming up in the rest of the 2024, going into 2025 projects you know, that you're nothing, working on? Nothing greenlit. I'm always writing. I have scripts. I'm always writing. Um, you know, and there's a lot of production work mm -hmm. and post-production work that's always getting done. But I don't have something to film lined up at the moment. But you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. so we're we're kind of in between stuff right now. We're we're distributing more movies right now, and then also it's more on the business. Yeah, kind of exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So, some of the movies that we shot last year haven't been released yet. There's a couple. There's one called Boiling Point that yeah. we shot. My daughter's in last that. summer. Yes, yeah. Mar Marley does, is is yeah. in that movie, uh, and um, you know that. So that's going to come out soon. We just came out with a movie that we shot well a long time ago also called panic that opened that's yesterday, on, yeah right? that that's on youtube um saint heart she's the lead in that with with, with uh shane ryan reed yeah um, so check that out that's you know different like i said we come out with different genres yeah. so that's kind of like almost kind of sci-fi-ish uh kind of edgy kind of yeah. you know yeah. it's 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 a thinker movie and then um 
but there's probably some other stuff that yeah. are still coming out. Just focusing yeah. on the post-production yes. work, editing yes. work, you know, the business end for now. And like I said, we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm going to be directing the Chris Spinelli story. Yeah. I'll be playing Chris Spinelli too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'll have to, you know, he's a lot taller than I am. So it's well, these special camera angles that make him look like my height. We're basically twins. But, yeah, I always yeah. say we're basically That's true. twins. You can't I'm tell the tall apart. one. He's the good looking yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That, Yes. You know, yeah. That's all. But but thank you for doing my story because no it's very interesting. It's a intriguing in thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully that will get maybe two views on YouTube yeah. eventually. Yeah. Hey, overall, um, what are your thoughts on your uh, um, production and distribution uh, companies, and what are the the major difference between those? Just for the, my audience. Oh, no, that's a great question. So the major difference is that um, Synergy Entertainment, and Greg Katanaka owns both these companies. Okay. So Synergy yeah. Entertainment, um, that's the production side. So that's when we make movies, it's under there. Um, Cinema Epoch is the distribution side. It's a distribution company, but they are combined. So at the beginning of our movies, you will see Synergy, and I think you will see Cinema Epoch. Um, but... So that's the differences right there, but that's that's her brand. That's what you and know. then my uh, my Chimino Productions yes. is what yeah. are my screenplays that I develop through my own company, and then they're exactly. made they're made with uh, Gregory. But the Chimino Productions is exclusively my my scripts that I write and produce, yes. and then Gregory will will greenlight them, finance them, and and distribute them. And and we do the same thing with some of our other mm -hmm. filmmakers, um, you know, uh, Jason Taller, um, Rich Mallory, G Gina McGahey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we they they sometimes they may have their own banners, their own production companies, mm -hmm. or whatever. But then it'll be combined. Well, with, I mean, with, you know, even us, a lot of you know, I mean, uh, George Clooney and uh, Grant Heslov have Smokehouse Productions, which is it's, their yeah. production company. It's on the Warner Brothers lot. I believe it's Warner Brothers. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, and uh, they, you know, I think Warner Brothers has a first, pay, you know, right of refusal of the project. So a lot of yeah. uh, actors and producers do yeah. that. They have their own individual company where they develop material, but then they have a distributor and financer that comes in place to put it out there. And, and the best thing about Nino's logo is the film projector, and you hear it just like the old times. <laughs> it's just like you don't, yes. you don't hear yes. that noise anymore. I'll tell you one more thing about that. The font is so we had uh, Chimino's Pizza growing up, my family's restaurant. It's the same font that we used in the 70s and 80s. Oh, yeah, that so, CP yeah, yeah. In, is the same like thing. Chimino's it. Pizza is the oh, same cool. exact. My brother and sisters were like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> you can't sue me. Are they taking you to court? I'll, be, I'll, I'll represent you. you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, where's that briefcase? Yeah. I'll, I'll represent you. Know. Just like with uh, Gregory uh, Tadaka. Uh, yeah. Hataka, uh, yeah. with her, his, uh, as soon as I see his name and all that, I'm like thinking 70s and 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His Brilliant. little thing that Gregory comes across. Hataka yeah, presents. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. And finally, we're going to wrap this up uh, with a couple NFL questions. Uh, nice. Both yes. of you guys, what are your thoughts on Super Bowl 58 between Kansas City, San Francisco for the second time in four years? And who's your axe factor in this game for either team along with your MVP pick? All right. Go ahead, Chris. Yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, Age before I, 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 well thank you. I, I know we, we nerd out on Star Wars, but Nino and I were huge NFL fans. I mean, I love NFL football. So to go into it, I'm, I'm I was raised in Denver, so I'm a I'm a Bronco fan. 
Um, you know, they they kind of we know what kind of season they had. So for me, it's hard to root for the the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously. But to me, um, take the emblems off these, you know, the, their helmets, and they're they're just a fantastic team. They have a chance to be a, a dynasty and everything. Uh-huh. Um, I know a lot of 49er fans living out here in Southern California, so if they win, that that's great too. Going into this game is hard to predict. You, we got to see how it plays out. But I think a uh, key player for the 49ers, of course, McCaffrey, they just, just feed him the ball. If he has a huge game, um, I think the 49ers have a good chance of winning. And then the 49ers defense, they just disrupt Mahomes. I think in the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Buccaneers, their defense shut Mahomes down, and that kind of cuts the yeah. angle off to Kelsey. Uh, so I'm thinking um, if the 49ers win, I'll just put it out there, the MVP would probably be Purdy. If the Chiefs win, we're looking at Mahomes probably being yeah, MVP, be the quarterback. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think to add on that, a couple of things. If I'm betting on a game, if I'm betting to cover the spread, I would put my yeah. money on Kansas City. Yeah. If I – if not straight up if this is the spread and I put my I tell everyone put your money on Kansas City. What I've realized Patrick Mahomes is basically become if you guys remember ten years ago, Tom, every time Tom Brady was in the playoffs, yeah. yeah, they said never count Tom Brady out. Exactly. You know, if even if they did so so during the year, the Pats are in the playoffs and Tom Brady was there, never count him out. And sometimes they would go to the Super Bowl. What about that comeback with Atlanta? So I feel yeah. like now Mahomes yeah. has inherited that title where you can say as long as Mahomes is in the playoffs, never count Kansas City out. I think that's honestly where we are with him right now. Exactly right. And so since Kansas City's defending champs, they haven't yeah. been knocked off yet. So, you know, I was talking more about the 49ers. Yeah. I think they have more weapons in a yeah. way. But then you can't, you can't count Kansas, them out. Especially, man, after what, good. especially after what Kansas City did on the road, beating Buffalo and then Baltimore. I mean, they yeah. did it on the road this time. So, so I think yeah. I think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't foresee any blowouts, and it could even either. go to overtime. Yeah, but I think the quarterback play will be the MVP. Whoever is going to win down team. To, yeah. and you know what? Yeah. And I'm not. I, mean, I don't hate on the 49ers, but they almost lost to Green Bay. <laughs> you know. I and they should have lost to Detroit. Yeah, it's a pair. And they should have. And they almost lost to Detroit. They were they down should've. at halftime, you know. Yeah. So it, you know, the 49ers got to come to play because they, their two games, you know, they had the bye week, so the two games they almost right. lost. I was like, are the Packers going to beat them? Yeah, you know, it seemed like Same that in the divisional round. Yeah, the Lions really, you know, but that's. Yeah. I think that's a little mental. I think they mentally lost it at halftime. I think right. they got. They took their foot they, off the they, gas they, pedal. Yeah, they stopped the Lions stopped running the ball, and then of course they should have gone for some a couple of those field goals, and then maybe yeah. they, they would have been right yeah, in. Yeah, a couple. If, yeah, so. but you you never know, I guess. Uh, but I'm, I just hope, as a football fan, because yeah. I'm not a big fan of e- either yeah, team, yeah, yeah. but as a football fan, I just hope it's a great game, and maybe it's one of those we won't know who the champ will be yeah. until the very, very end. Sure. But we'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> you never know. And you know, me and Chris, we always say at the beginning of every year. Happy opening day. I hope it's the Broncos and the Bears at <laughs> the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not going to happen. Uh, that, you know, that's for a while. funny. You never that's know. funny, Chris. What, what, what's your opinion on now the Bears have the number one oh, draft yeah. pick? You know? Yeah. Personally, as a Bears fan, and no disrespect to Justin Fields, after, what's he played, three, four years? Three years? Yeah, I don't want to misquote. At yeah. least three years. Yeah. You know, the Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like Caleb Williams is one of those generational players. 
You know, right, if, right. if Fields yes, hasn't done it by now, I would. And they have a, what, a, the eighth pick too, right? I, yeah, the, the draft, yeah. So. I would use Fields to trade for another wide receiver to play get in their more. weapon. So not yeah. him and Moore, he has yeah. two good receivers. Mm-hmm. They can, you know, their defense, you guys, their defense was awesome last yeah, year. After the right. second half, their defense, in, they were getting games. like a yeah. bunch of interceptions. And uh, me personally, no offense to Justin Fields, for whatever reason, it doesn't work. In Chicago, whether you say, "Oh, he's had a different coach," this and that, I think you get Williams and you you go from there. The, I think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks. Right. Fields needs a change of scenery. I think it would. Yeah, be good for, totally. I think it would be good for the organization and for Fields. And yeah. I think he can still be a good quarterback, but he just needs to be in the right system and the right coaching yeah. staff. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think Chicago is a good fit. Yeah. No. And Eberflus, you know, maybe the jury's still out on him, but that defense got turned around. The Bears got to fix their offensive line a little bit, and they're getting there. And they get another wide receiver, a playmaker. The running backs are great, you know, and they uh, – I think Caleb Williams is the way to go. I think yeah, he's one of those yeah. – you can't – I'll give you a quick story. I know we're wrapping up. The, the Portland Trailblazers drafted Clyde Drexler yes. the year before Michael Jordan came into the draft. And they said, we're not going to draft Jordan because him and Clyde both play shooting guard. We're going to go with Sam Bowie instead. All <laughs> oh, I remember. Sam Bowie. But Michael Jordan, I mean, you know, one of them could have played small forward. Drexler yeah. was six foot seven. One of them, yeah, I would have got both of them. Can you imagine those? One of them could have been the guard. One could have wow, played small. Wow. So you make it work, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> but that was one of the biggest. How do you pass on? So the first pick was Hakeem went to Houston. Okay. Then then the the uh, Portland takes like... Sam Bowie. <laughs> and then Jordan goes third, which yeah. I'm happy because it worked out as a Bulls it's fan. But Chicago, that, yeah. I feel like that's something the Bears can't do, that similar kind of mistake. Yeah. And uh, my Super Bowl pick is uh, Kansas City 31-24 over San Francisco. There's going to yeah, be a I pick, could see that. Yeah. be a pick six. There's going to be a pick six interception. Yeah. And my uh, MVP is going to yes. be uh, for Kansas City is going to be Travis Kelsey. He's going to okay. be extra motivated because of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Taylor Swift. I was going to say the MVP. He's he could be co-MVP. Can Taylor Swift win an MVP? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, you know what? That's you know, God bless it, because yeah. what she's doing for the NFL, all her fans, they're just crossing over and watching yeah, more. No, they want to see her. And, and this, yeah, so and in Kansas City, I mean, you know, that's probably it's, I mean, they're huge. That's more of like a small market yeah, city. Yeah. And then look at is, is their merchandise is selling I've been to like Kansas crazy. City before. Have you been there? No, I've never it's been. It's really there. cool. I was there one time a long I've time never, ago. I good, good barbecue, I'm sure. It's right? really cool. The city, like downtown, is really really cool. Yeah, yeah. There was about what was it, five or six hours drive from. Wow. Yeah, but from, we're going. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 something but, like that. Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't think I know. There, there's a lot of people that are you know annoyed by it, but I think it, it's great. I think it, whatever, it's fine. And and Kelsey, yeah. my goodness, I mean, going down is probably one of the best tight ends, right? In, in yeah, NFL history. I mean, he's on the way, and and he'll have a big. Yeah, game. yeah. So game. my thing is that the 49ers need to stop Mahomes, and then maybe that will help. Yeah. disrupt the him and Kelsey but but if Mahomes plays how he plays and gets the ball to Kelsey he, he's he's a monster he's had a great season and I think Chris is on to something it might be a pick six at the end on Purdy's part uh, or something just, just yes. look at look at what he's been doing in the playoffs yeah. you know so yeah and uh, one guy I, and one guy on Kansas City you guys should watch out for is running back Isaiah Pachenko, he is yeah. really good, yeah. and I think he, he's, I think yeah. he's going to get a hundred plus yards against that Niners defense. The yeah. Niners run defense is weak. 
Yeah, yeah it is. It yeah, is. I think yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But you know, like you said, I think that's that's they're gonna win by at least a touchdown, something like that. I think it's gonna Kansas be City, you know, yeah. could go to overtime, but I think it's gonna be decided by yeah or whatever. Yeah. Um but you know, we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. Two days. <laughs> and Chris, you know, I told you we gotta before we go, we gotta can we just talk about the Pro Bowl for a second? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Look, yes. I'm, I grew up when – see, I'm yeah. all NFC. That's my team. So the yeah. quarterback's Joe Montana. The wide <laughs> receiver is Jerry Rice. Walter Payton's the cor- the running back. Right, right. I mean, that's a great yeah. – right there. Right. And the 80s and the 90s, they really played. They were tackling. Yeah. They were right. – you know, and I don't know where it went from that. And then, True. you know, we started seeing players didn't the, want to play like, anymore. Yeah. yeah. And Brady – Greatest quarterback of all time. He didn't really do Pro Bowls. Like at right. least Montana and Troy Aikman, Steve yeah. Young, Dan Marino. Yeah, they all Elway, played in the Pro yeah, Bowls. All those guys. Elway, yeah, yeah. I remember Elway. I think I told you Dan the story. Marino, yeah. Elway uh, retired and they won with um, the Broncos. And yeah, this they, is when the Pro Bowl was the week was after. Good. Yes, yes, after the so Super Bowl. now yeah. they do it if you're playing in the Super Bowl. You don't have to play. So he had one and he said, hey. I'm going in. I'm going to do two plays because he was voted the starting quarterback. I'm going to toss it to the running back once. Yeah. I'm going to toss it to the other guy, and then I'm going to tap out. But they had got so many good plays that this is on uh, this is on YouTube. He was kind of with the momentum, and he told the coach, oh, let me in, let me in. So yeah. he actually scored on the opening drive, <laughs> and then he took himself out. But he wasn't going to – he's yeah. like, no, let's let's keep going. I think I can score. He was feeling it. So I don't know. You that know, and then fun. you have the cool thing about the Pro Bowl. Sometimes the defensive guy will come in. Mm-hmm. To go like throw the ball, you'll you'll see a little Some fun, fun with it, stuff. or like yeah. who was it? Ocho Cinco kicked the field goal. You right. know, they would they would right. mix it up a little for right. fun. They'll always they'll go for it on fourth down. Yeah. They'll run a yeah. kick even if they're in the end zone. The kickoff, right. they'll run it back anyways because right. it's the Pro Bowl, you know. But, exactly. And and Nino and I were texting back and forth the, talking about the Pro Bowl, and I had maybe I want to hear your thoughts, Chris, on this. But I'm thinking also they changed it up because of all this concussion protocol stuff. It's like one less game for them, even though it was maybe played halfway. You know, I mean, they were having a good time. I think that's part of it. Do you think the same way? I mean, I don't know if there's anything about that, you know. I think it comes down to, I agree with what you said, Chris, concussions. But also, I think the owners are like, hey, I've got millions and millions of dollars invested in these guys. I don't want them getting knee injuries or broken arms. Uh, To me... To me, the Pro Bowl in the 70s and 80s, even 90s, yeah. was great. But unfortunately, oh, yeah. unfortunately, times have changed now. These guys make so much money. Or, uh, nobody yeah. wants to get hurt. But to me, yeah. if you're and not no going to play. go either. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. They don't want to yeah. play either. Yeah. It's the, yeah. the yeah. quarterbacks never play. They'll put another three guys in because those guys yeah. all, yeah. I'm injured yeah. or, you know. Yeah. yeah. The only all-star game I like in pro sports now is Major League Baseball's all-star game. Yeah. The rest That's of them so are good. all. The rest of them is just awful. It's just corporate yeah. for the fans. Well, NBA but, basketball, those 80s and 90s, all Magic Johnson versus Larry, Larry Bird, Bird, Michael yeah. Jordan, yeah. those were some great all-stars. Yeah. Yeah. They were they, going yeah. at each other. Yeah. They were like, you know, Definitely. It's yeah. a different it's a they different had, They had a different they had a chip on their Sadly. shoulders. They wanted to win. They, they, had, yeah. they were passionate about those games. You know, like the Pro Bowl now is flag football. They, they name offensive and defensive linemen that are yeah. – that have made the, but they don't play. Yeah. So you made the Pro Bowl, but you're not going to play. You know what I mean? It's like you made the team, but because it's flag yeah, football, yeah. so they don't have linemen to, you know, yeah. boggles my mind. <laughs> then why are you saying I made the team if I can't play? You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are either one of you guys going to Super Bowl 58, or do you know anybody that's going to Las Vegas for that, this game on Sunday night? 
Not that I know no, of. No. I kind of been uh, laying low this last month, so I don't. I'm kind of out of the social scene right now. I don't. I don't really know, but I'm just gonna watch it in my own house. You know, same same here. I don't know anyone personally, but you know, Las Vegas is amazing. Just to yeah. get all these pro sports teams yeah. in there. Um, they got NHL hockey, um, football, NFL football NBA is and, coming soon, and 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 the athletics I think are gonna go there too. Yep, and. I mean, it's incredible because, you know, even if you're not a sports fan of any of those teams, you go to Vegas and then yeah. you can catch a professional game. I mean, they, they hit it. They hit yeah. it big. And I'm sure billions of dollars are going to be made yeah. in revenue and everything yeah. to have it in gambling and everything in Vegas. I mean, it's kind of yeah. – and I've driven by that stadium before. And it, it I haven't been inside it, but it looks gorgeous. Yeah. You know, when I've been to Vegas and – when I've been yeah. kicked out of the casino, yeah. I've seen all there. It is. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Like, like, see, it looks great. Yeah, back. I've been outside in two days, but yeah, that was a fun casino. day. It was, was, it was good. Day. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Chris Alou, that was. Fun. Yeah, we had to get on an old man. Hello. And yeah, yeah. Lovely lady, though. I Luckily, say, thank you, thank you. Luckily, I'm a lawyer, also, so yeah. it all worked out. Yeah. I'm a divorce lawyer too, so definitely. <laughs> but hey, I want to say thank you to both you guys for coming on today, thank giving you. me over an hour and a half of your time, and time flies. Hey. Welcome. Hey, when you're when you're having a great conversation, yeah. and you guys were cool with staying a little bit longer, so I sure. really appreciate you coming on. And I, I want to say can, I'm going to watch more of your movies, Nino and uh, Chris. Can, continue yeah, I'll success. Send you, I'll, I'll I'll private message you some uh, some different ones I think you'll like. Definitely, and uh, I know Nino, you're not big on social media, but Chris, yeah. for my audience yeah. that's watching on live stream and audio, where can they follow you and find you on social media, Chris? Great. So um, my ex uh, and Twitter uh, handle and Instagram and TikTok is Chris Spinelli two. So at my name, Chris Spinelli, then the number two, I guess when I started Twitter, I don't know, 15 years ago, I didn't really know how handles worked and, Oh, there's another Chris, Chris Spinelli's taken. I didn't know to put like maybe a dot or something in it or anything. I, so I did number two. <laughs> So that was my that was my Twitter nice. thing joke was that I'm on the other Chris Spinelli. But anyway, so at Chris Spinelli too, where you can find me and look and you can look us up on IMDb. Yeah. And um and of course uh yeah those are the main things, yeah. X and your Instagram and, your, and TikTok. And your next comedians at Denny's, which I know yes. was postponed for the Zoom. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I, that's another thing too. I, I do stand up comedy on the side every once in a while. I do more acting, but I am part of a podcast. And Chris, thank you for always watching us. It's called Comedians at Denny's, and that's every Wednesday night. Uh, and it's we have a Facebook page, so follow us on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, Comedians at Denny's. Um, I don't think we're having a show this coming Wednesday, but in a couple weeks we will. So that means they'll be funny finally. Yeah, yeah, and we might, we, we might, have, we want Nino as a guest. I don't think they can hear yeah. me, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, because we'll we just like your show, Chris. You talk sports and you have movies and stuff on it. Same with us. Now Nino is like a comedian, but since he's a filmmaker, we're we're also going to have him on the show for that. So you don't have to be a comedian to be on our show. Comedian, town drunk, whatever. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, <laughs> there's one in every group, my friend. There well, is. How, there, and well, there is always one. Well, have a drink for me and. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we had a little bit of everything in this show, including an earthquake. And yeah, uh, I, I, hope, I, hope, I, I hope they wasn't right, too we'll, serious. We'll have, to put, we'll have to put the news on, see where that yeah. was. <laughs> see how Where are you? Yeah, yeah. Or you're on Chris, Chris's show yeah. and it happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, but hopefully everybody's okay. It wasn't too oh, serious. Yeah. Too, yeah. Okay. Well, hey, 
Chris and Nino, thank you so much for coming on my three hundred episode three sixty seven, and uh, we'll definitely you. have you both on again in the future. And Lauren too, because I want to bug Lauren about those Dallas Cowboys who let her down every year. <laughs> there you go. Lauren Kirstner, who yeah. and Jay Hewlett, they're the other two comedians I do the the podcast with comedians at Denny's. So shout out to them. But yeah. yes, yeah, <laughs> they're big football fans too, obviously. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go, but have All yourself right, a great late lunch, and we'll All definitely right. keep in touch with you. And we'll send All you a copy right. of the show later. Pleasure, my friends. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you soon. You too. You too, All Nino. Right. Thanks, right. Nino and Chris. Thank you Take so it much. Easy, buddy. You're you too. Bye. Bye. Ciao. All right, guys. Uh, my next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph, and weeknights at 8 p.m. on WQEE 99.1 FM. It's going to be Thursday, February 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern with my guest, Martha Byrne. She's a longtime daytime soap opera actress on CBS's As the World As the World turns. Uh, by the way, guys, I hope you enjoyed Season 7, Episode 37 today of Live with CDP Sports Talk with my guests Nino Shimino and Chris Spinelli. Uh, they just made a couple recent movies called The DeMarco Crew and Crack Back in the Hood as well. And check uh, Chris out on his social media pages as well. And I will put Chris's uh, website or Twitter page. You can follow Chris on Twitter slash X at Chris Spinelli 2. And also their film company, cinemaepooch.com as well. And again, the movies are the DeMarco crew and the crack back into hood. Crack back into hood is more of a, a PG 14 movie for older people. Uh, the DeMarco crew is uh, uh, more of a, a PG friendly movie as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk is a weekly sports and entertainment talk show hosted by yours truly, Chris Pame, is on weeknights from 8 p.m. Eastern to 9 p.m. Eastern on radio station WQEE 99.1 FM. The key, the home of Southern sports and talk, the heartbeat of Atlanta. Our radio station's website is wqeefm.radio12345.com. Live with CDP Sports Talk is live streamed on these platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, Twitch, LinkedIn, and now available on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at Chris Pome. You can also check out my website and digital media work and previous radio shows on my website, beacons.ai slash Chris D. Pome. Live with CDP Sports Talk, again, is sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet Dealership at 905 Woodlawn Road West in the Guelph Auto Mall. Check out barrycullen.com for the newest selection of new and pre-owned GM vehicles, or give them a call at 519-824-0210, or check out barrycullen.com, or you can email them at info at barrycullen.com. And also, speaking of Barry Cullen Chevrolet, before we wrap this up, Discover Winter event is going on at Barry Cullen Chevrolet, a 2024 Silverado 1500 RSTE pickup truck, 0.99% financing for up to 60 months. More details, again, at barrycullen.com. I'm also a TikTok content creator, so you can follow me there on TikTok at Live with CDP. Check me out there as well. I post a lot of content there as well. 
StreamYard is the official live stream provider of Live with CDP Sports Talk. If you're into webinars or podcasting, check out StreamYard.com. They have free basic plans or professional plans up to $49 US a month. And if you're a business that does webinars or a lot of live streaming, check out StreamYard.com again and contact the sales department for pricing for businesses as well. Live with CDP Sports Talk, the audio version is available on these platforms. iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, CastBox, LinkedIn, Pandora, and Tuned In. And finally, you can email or text Live with CDP Sports Talk at cpame 19 at gmail.com or text the show at 519-820-7188. Comments, questions, suggestions, feedback, greatly appreciated as well. And as some of you know, I am now volunteering again uh, with the Cambridge Cambridge and District Humane Society in Cambridge, Ontario. If you're looking for a family pet or a forever friend, check out the Cambridge District Humane Society at 1650 Dunbar Road in Cambridge, Ontario, or check out their website at cambridgehumanesociety.org as well. And uh, they have some great cats and dogs and pets down there. And uh, I'm really glad to be down there. And if you also want to make a donation to the Cambridge Humane Society, uh, the website again is cambridgehumanesociety.org. And also, guys, finally, we have Super Bowl 58 going on this weekend, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54, uh, Kansas City, San Francisco, this Sunday night, 6.30 on CBS, and also on Westwood One Radio. Uh, the TV call with Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson. I'm going with the Chiefs to win this game. 31-24. I think Patrick Mahomes is like the Michael Jordan of the NFL. And uh, Brock Puddy's had a great year, but he is a rookie. This is his first Super Bowl going against a veteran like Mahomes. You, you got to go with Andy Reid over Kyle Shanahan. And I just think the Chiefs, they've had a much harder road to the Super Bowl than the Niners. The Niners had two home games and barely beat Green Bay and barely beat Detroit. Kansas City had to beat a very good Miami team in minus 30 temperatures. <coughs> Excuse me. And then they had to go to Highmark Stadium in Buffalo to beat a very good Buffalo Bills team and Josh Allen on the road. Then they had to go to the AFC Championship game in Baltimore against Lamar Jackson, the MVP and the Ravens, and beat them. So you got to go with the defending champs. So Kansas City 31-24 over San Francisco. My Chiefs MVP will be Travis Kelsey and the dark horse or X factor in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be running back Isaiah Pachenko. I think he might have a hundred plus yards rushing in this game as well. But again, I want to say thank you again to my guests, uh, Nino, Shimino, and uh, Chris Spinelli uh, today for coming on. They are from the DeMarco crew and the crack back in the hood. And uh, I want to say thank you for them coming on. And uh, if you guys give me a little bit about a little bit of time tonight, I will have the video and the audio of this episode uh, downloaded to all my platforms as well. And also you guys can tune into live with CDP sports talk tonight at 8 PM on radio station, WQEE 99.1 FM brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet. And please check Check out my previous episode with my guest, uh, Tori Martin, who is a uh, Nashville recording artist star uh, and uh, the hit of her latest single, uh, Stepping In at 
again. But again, thank you to Nino Shimino and Chris Spinelli for coming on live with CDP Sports Talk today. And my next episode will be Thursday, February 15th at 2 p.m. with my special guest, Martha Burns, a longtime daytime soap opera actress on the uh, CBS long on the CBS long running soap opera as the world turns. I hope everybody has a great evening, great weekend, and enjoy Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas uh, Sunday night, 30. The pregame will probably be about 1 o'clock. And uh, we'll see you again here next week for another edition of Live with CDP Sports Talk, brought to you by Barry Cullen Chevrolet here in Guelph and on WQEE 99.1 FM. Have a great weekend, everybody, and uh, remember, go Chiefs.